<laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to 4630. <laughs> James Wilson here with Stephen Marshall. How are you, Stephen? Did you say not to tell that story? <laughs> no, I wouldn't tell that story. How have you been, man? Everything good? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I've got quite a long story to tell you, though. Oh, no. No, really? Has, has your... Um, what's your long story? I don't know if you get one first. No, no, no. I, I, I had a disappointment with the recycling uh, centre today when <laughs> I found they told me they didn't recycle clothes, but then um, so I had to put them in the in the, <laughs> the landfill. You mean you threw a straw and then and threw them and in then the a landfill. minute later, <laughs> a minute later, I was in a different recycling bit and they did recycle clothes. Yeah, so, yeah, of anyway. course they do. And and you know you, you can phone up any of the you know the charity shops in St Andrews. You can yeah. phone them up and make an appointment and leave stuff with them. No, don't tell me that. I feel even more guilty. That's what we've been doing. We've oh, got. Is it really? Yeah. Well, we've got. You know. You know how we park broken down cars outside our house on bricks. Yeah. Well, yeah. one of those is full of uh, clothes for charity shops. Okay. And we yeah. make appointments. So and they I drop didn't realise they're actually taking stuff at the moment at all. Yeah, they they do. They, you just have to. You just have to put a bit of it. James. All you have to do is put a bit of effort in. No, you dare say that. <laughs> <laughs> just a because wee it was the man at the recycling who said, "No, we don't recycle clothes anymore." It's just that wee bit of effort, rather than just going to your local dump. Don't just, you dare. Just think to yourself. Oh, I wonder. I wonder if there's somebody else that I could. I could. That could benefit from my generosity. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no. I feel. I feel awful about it. The only thing is, I had actually, as stated, bagged up the clothes and shoes to, for recycling. Mm -hmm. But when I got there, the man said, no, they just have to go into the landfill. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It does matter, but it doesn't matter. I, di I did my best, and then I was last minute I was struck down cruelly. Anyway, Has anything have happened you been? To you with, has, uh, has, uh, is your place open? Is your brewery open? Oh no! Well, still, we're just a just as a shop, but no, we as haven't. As a shop, yeah, yeah. We haven't opened. We haven't got any plans to because we're still waiting to find out what the rules are. Yeah, uh, yeah. like loads of folk are saying, oh, we're we're opening and doing this, but we've not been given any guidance yet, so we don't actually know. I think nobody really knows still. No. Um, no, I get. I shall get I tell you my long story? Do you really have a long story? Yeah, I do. Let's play some music first, and then we'll come straight back in with a long story. Okay. What are you going to play? Um, I'm going to play something that's coming out this week. Oh, yeah. What's that, then? <laughs> I'm just trying to read it. My, I tell you what, my eyesight's not not uh, not improving as the weeks go on. No. No. Um, well, why don't you wear glasses? I think, do you know, oh, <laughs> well, you, but do you know the reason that I'm not wearing glasses is the same reason that you're not recycling your clothes, because I'm just not oh, sure, no, shut up. just not sure what, who's opened them, who's closed and uh, how you get appointments and, you know. Boots are open for your glasses. Boots the chemist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, okay, I'm going to play the first song and then you can dig about i'm gonna play a song by john hopkins and this was announced this week it's an ep of piano covers that he's done and he's done piano covers by tom york brian eno and roger eno um luke abbott and james yorkston so i'm gonna play one of them now but not the james yorkston one i'll play one of the other ones yeah, so this is John Hopkins from his new piano versions EP. Thank you. 
of what I would say to describe that song. How? I would say it was beautiful. Okay. Mm. Um, what? But whose song was that? Like the win- the winter long song. I don't know actually. I haven't looked. Uh, it'll be one of the famous one of the other people. Folk. It'll be yeah, one of the other folk. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I'm not sure if my one's been released yet. So that's why. Though in actual fact, it was released twelve years ago. <laughs> is, it, is that an old one? Yeah, he did it for when the Harolds in Boxer. Ah, yes, I've got that. Ex- except he um, dug out the files uh-huh. uh, from from his old machine, and he he put them on his new machine, and he got them more up to date sounding. So they cleaned them up and and made the whole thing warmer, slightly clearer, he's, slightly better. You know. He's, um, you can see why folk um, like his music. Eh? You know, he's, he's he can get a lovely sound on a song. Oh, I think John's John's very talented. Um, there's another John in my life. There's a guy called John Thorne who plays double bass in the Oxton Thorne Car, mm-hmm. and John Thorne loves John Hopkins music. So we hear quite a lot of it in the tour van, in the um, the tour bus. So. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm very aware of his music. It, it's it's good, you know. Always happy to hear it. I once um, uh, spent a ferry ride with him. I'm trying to think where the ferry ride would have been. It was somewhere on the islands, and we'd seen John and Kenny playing together on Easdale in a tiny okay. a tiny village hall, and there were yeah. I think maybe 12 or 13 people there and it was Dan Withertand playing with them as well and oh cool and I was by some way the youngest person there um, and I would say that Dan some of Dan's songs maybe didn't go down that well with some of the Easdale pensioners because some of Dan's songs are quite rude ladies there, was some, and there was some rude stuff definitely yeah um, but I think uh, what really struck me was uh, John, Kenny and John did a little kind of skit thing, you know, like saying, so Kenny saying, you know, John's really talented. He can, I can just say a thing and he can do it pitch perfect. So Kenny would just like say a note and John, uh, yeah. you know, you yeah. know, he can play, he's, it just came across as being like a very talented Pianist, keyboarder. I don't know what you call them. Okay. Is that the story? Is that the very long <laughs> that's story? Not, that's just a long story for me. But that wasn't the long story. I'll play. Right, I'll play okay. you a song, then I'll tell you a long story. Okay. Cool. Okay. What song are you going to play? Stephen Marshall, Classic Task. Another one that's uh, out this week. Hey, James, can you tell I've not spoken to empty today? Um, no, but your microphone is a bit crackly. I'm a bit uh, worried about that. I don't know what that is. It's the sock. No, I don't think it's the sock. Have you got anything on nearby, like a telephone, that could be interfering with it? No. No. Anyway, it'll be all right. I don't think anyone tunes into 4630 for the crystal clear audio. I don't even be still listening anyway. What, what's, this, what's the story, man? Tell us the story. Um, no, I'll play the song. The Lost okay. Days uh, is the band. And it's Levy Road, and it's another new release on that Long Road Society. This is a cassette-only okay. recording. Cool. Oh, oh, oh. 
This is a it's a duet cassette um, with a guy called Tony Molina and a woman called Jessie Lee Smith from Don Riding uh, Club. Um, it's 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 pretty good. A cassette only release, and I quite like the fact that they do these weird 150 copies of a cassette. I think. Myself and uh, David A. Jaycock are going to do a cassette-only release album. Uh, We've almost got it finished. I'm just waiting for the last track to come back from him. Uh, The reason I'm thinking about doing it on cassette is because it's quite an affy racket, and I'm thinking folk maybe won't want to hear it too much. So if I put it on cassette, (laughs) then it doesn't take too much space up in my house if people don't buy it. (laughs) Well... (laughs) Well, the other one you could do is those um, kind of paper-thin CDs, you know, without the, uh, you know, just the cardboard sleeve CDs, and you get 200 of them in a wee box. Yeah, I'm not sure about CDs. I'm not sure if I particularly like them much. What do you think? Um, I, I still buy CDs because we've got CD player in the car. So I'm, I'm still, right, okay. still, I buy CDs for the car. Things that the yeah. kids, things that are, things that I think the kids might want to sing along to. Yeah, I guess vinyl is best for me, really. That's my that's my thing. It means I take it more seriously if it's on vinyl. You know, I have to actually take it out of its box and put it on the machine and spend some time with it, mm-hmm. rather than just slot it into the bookshelf and forget all about it, which tends to be what happens when I when I get CDs. But uh, sometimes that's the only thing. So. Yeah, there's there's a lot of um, it's funny because there's a lot of music that only ever comes out in CD or comes out in tape, and people can't afford to release it on every different format. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, look out for the David A. Jaycock thing. Hey, I've got this gig coming up down in London, which is a month away now. <sighs> Do you think it's going to happen? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think today they announced like some kind of restrictions easing in Scotland and then at the same time Mike Ashley's group reported some kind of profit warning because they're expecting more restrictions in England that haven't been announced yet so it's quite difficult to tell what they're they're planning Mike Ashley the football guy yeah your your favourite I think is he not your favourite of the football um, owners of all the football guys yeah yeah yeah, no, he is my favourite. He's the big, he's the big, uh, he's the quite the big fellow with a red face, isn't he? That's him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, actually, I'd say I don't like him. I think he's one of these multi-millionaire people, isn't he? He's, he doesn't pay his staff very well. Yeah, he's, I think he's no. a pretty much uh, quite a, an enemy of 4630. A baddie? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's probably a baddie as well. Hey, tell you what, I'll tell you what my long story is. Yeah, go for it. Do you ever watch that Great British Menu? No. Okay. So the other day it was on and it was the people from what, Scotland. So what, what is the Great British Men? What is it, the Great British Men? N- uh, menu, it's a, like a cookery programme. Oh, I thought you were saying, do you ever watch the Great British Men, you... As if you <laughs> no, and please don't refer to me in those terms. <laughs> of course, of course, I watch Great British Men. Um, you, <laughs> hey you, do you watch the Great British Men? You, well, sorry, I've done I've done that joke now. I can I can step back from that joke. They um they had to they were making something they were making something in tribute to uh, a famous figure from history, and okay. um. Uh, two folk in the Scottish one made uh, a dish and referenced Mary Stopes. Now, okay. I hadn't heard of Mary Stopes, but she's quite okay. famous, and yeah. she was a birth control person. Yeah. And um, Andy Oliver, the presenter, pulled them up because um, she was also a eugenicist. Oh, really? Yes. So, I, Lucy and I looked at each other and thought, oh, I can't believe they didn't know that when they're putting her on the programme and I, I thought I don't know anything about this person so I'm going to look them up and I looked them up and it said other famous eugenicists and it mentioned George Bernard Shaw yeah do you know much about George Bernard Shaw well I, I knew I know that he tamed a shrew that's right and 
he uh, and I anyway so I read this stuff and I started reading about George Bernard Shaw and I saw this stuff on Wikipedia about how he was he was um, like a fan of Hitler and a fan of Mussolini and things and I thought wait a minute did we not put a quote from George Bernard Shaw on a bit of packaging today and we had we put a little quote from him about, um, well, it was an interpretation of a quote from him, but we mentioned George Bernard Shaw on a bit of can packaging, and it was about barley and um, rye and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we looked at each other and thought, oh, um, we're going to have to scrap 4,000 cans because we've, this figure from history that, as far as we were concerned, was uh, a Fabian and a socialist and quite an interesting playwright. Um, was actually a baddie, right? So I did a bit more research, and and it looks like a lot looks of the stuff. Though. Yeah, it looks as though um, a lot of the information about him being from a baddie comes from one specific right wing commentator right, in, okay. in the US. And it, it, so it looks, he's a goodie again. Well, we're still researching it. We've got this huge, right, okay. um, huge I think biography. I think it's it's it'd be either that or put a new put a new sheath over the tin. Well, if it if it if when we do the research, it turns out it's a baddie. We'll we'll unlabel all the four thousand cans and yeah and relabel them. We'll have to oh, do could that. you put a sticker over them? No, I think we'd want to take his name off completely. Right. But I I think um, did you change his name to George Bernard Shite? <laughs> <laughs> Just so folk, just so folk know exactly where you stand. He, well, so yeah, that would probably be a better way of doing it. But um, okay, it, I think it it might turn out that he's not he's not really a baddie when you do the research and you don't read everything that Wikipedia says, and you actually yeah. research the 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 um, real the real stuff rather than this citation needed Wikipedia um, half truth. Yeah. No, I see what you mean. Anyway, you mean. that was my long story, and the research is ongoing, so I'll let you know how we got on. Uh, okay. I, if you sign up to the newsletter. <laughs> oh, um, I can't remember when we last did 46.30. Had I had that viral tweet by the last time? You what? Had I had a viral tweet last time we did 46.30? No, I don't think so. What? Are you Okay. Is that is that the wrong word? I don't know. I don't know what it is. It sounds right. Well, it sounds I'll like tell you the story after for. this song. This is this is Howling Wolf with Who's Been Talking. Thank you. 
That was Howling Wolf with Who's Been Talking. That was excellent. Thank you, man. I, I, I have to admit, I didn't sing it myself. That was Howling Wolf there. Why, why, um, were you doing the, why were you doing the... Oh, I was just miming. Oh, I was sorry, miming right. to, just, to, just to fool you. <laughs> <laughs> and to cheer you up a bit, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I did a tweet last week about um, Spotify just drawing people's attention to the fact that there's now got this tipping button where they can give you money and it it got how did i discuss this last week i can't remember no if I did, we've not spoken about this well it's had hundreds of retweets and uh i think a thousand likes or something wow. and it got me it got me in the local paper the courier and it also got me in uh the bbc scotland they phoned up and started speaking about it as well so for a couple of days, I felt like a celeb. <laughs> and uh, the thing was, because it was a tweet, it was basically saying, I, this isn't a bad idea, a musician for it. Um, but then um, lots of people started giving me money. This sounds like a win-win. It, it was quite a nice thing. Uh, just for doing, just for doing for one, one Twitter. From one, one Twitter tweet. Tweet. Yeah. Have, and you got, people started, People start giving you money. You should pin it to the top. People start. I could pin it to the top. Maybe that's the thing to do. Anyway, so thank you to and everyone then, who's who's uh, giving me money. So it was a bit weird having all this money coming in. Not listen, listen. If you're thinking, fuck Jamesy, he got millions of pounds. I didn't get millions of pounds. I got a couple of hundred pounds. If you're one of those people who sent the money in, thank you very much. And uh, what I've started to do is. I've ordered a set of postcards of Celadike and I'm going to send postcards to everyone who sent me money <laughs> to oh, saying thank you that's nice. because I get their pay I get their PayPal address. Well on some of them I get the PayPal address. So I'm going to write them little postcards saying thank you. That's nice. That is quite nice. Um yesterday morning yeah me and Nina went to Sandra's. Yeah. And we went to Marks and Spencer's. I have never been in that shop. Have you not? Ah, oh, well, I'll tell you what, the wee one, there's, there's little sachets of yogurty things that she likes there. Anyway, we went there. Okay. Yeah. And we went to the till and we handed over the card. Yeah. And the woman, the woman at the till said, It's your lucky day. You've got your shopping for free. No. Yeah. Is that true? It is true. She said, Should I take your photo? And I said, No, please don't do that. Yeah, we got free shopping. Because you're number 100 or something? I don't, there was the weird thing was, this is what Lucy said afterwards, well, did they tell you why? And I didn't think to ask why, I was so shocked. I just said, oh, great, thanks, and scarpered off. Oh, well, they would have loved that. Their PR company would have loved that. That they got. That was their great plan, <laughs> to get people into the overpriced supermarket. <laughs> and you went in, and you wouldn't even let yourself be, have a photo taken. <laughs> Even though you had a child with them, which would have been the winning thing for them. Yeah. Yeah, talking about having a child, I'll, t I'll tell you something funny that happened to me at the weekend. I was walking in one of the burns nearby, and it was with me and my wee boy and two other uh, dads with their wee boys. So three grown-ups, three kids who are ten. And we were walking along the burn for about an hour. I'm not going to say which burn it was for reasons that will become obvious. And we got to one part and we had to climb out of the burn and into a wood. And just as we did that, a man appeared out of nowhere and started yelling at us for being on his land and for disregarding his privacy. You can't so do that. So we said, OK, we said, OK, OK, don't worry, mate, we're off. We're off. Because uh, we'd been walking for about an hour. We had to turn around, you know, the kids needed their lunch and stuff. So. And who wants to fight some old guy, you know? I was worried he was going to have a heart attack because he was going quite red. Mm. Um, so we left, and as we were walking away, he shouted, and I've got dogs here, and I am gonna, and I can set them on you. And I thought that was really bad behaviour. In front of children? So, Yeah, well, on the three adults and the three children. Mm. So I turned round and walked back towards him, but he had gone. So I don't know if he realised he had said something too much or if he just thought he'd done his business. 
But yeah, I was I was quite annoyed. I don't think I don't really think one should threaten children with dogs. No, I think that's completely think unacceptable. Particularly as um, Scotland still has a right to roam, um, and so yeah. that what he was doing was illegal. Yeah, yeah. We weren't really in the mood for for arguing with a guy. And also, I have to say, he was quite overweight and not in a bad way, but in enough of a way that, with combined with his age, mm. I thought if he's shouting at us, he could actually start shaking and fall over you know well so i was a wee bit worried and you're wee you're quite about him. you're quite a, an intimidating presence so you would I maybe have I, threatened him no we were a long way away from him we were, i was about when i turned around and started walking towards him just to say look don't threaten kids with dogs mate come on mm. come on that's enough of that when i turned around i was about 20 meters away from him so it was a long long way and anyway, he wasn't there. He'd scarpered. So, who knows? Who knows? Maybe, Do you want to play a song? Maybe just duck down. Um, yeah, okay. Mm. I hope you hadn't fallen over. I'm going to play... <laughs> I'm going to play another... I'm going to play three new ones tonight, actually. Okay, great. I'm going to play the other side. I played you a song that I really liked recently and it was a seven inch and i can't remember the name of it it's maybe called circuli or tridge oh, or yeah. hippolito yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. yeah i remember that one anyway i really like both sides and i had it on my list to, that i wanted to play both sides on the podcast so this this is the other side
Okay, so what what label's that on, Stephen? Oh, the label. I think it might be Tridge. Tridge. This was one of the the one that I went and bought five copies. Well, seven copies of. Um, yeah, and how many have sold from your shop? None. But oh, that's, that's, that's. I mean, you're a business master. <laughs> you know, you're like that guy. You're fired. You know, you're like that guy. You're fired. That's not the point, so, though. It's the fact so that Stephen, they're there. So when, you when somebody get, comes in, when you get in touch to with these them. people, sorry, sorry for interrupting. Talk movie there. That's okay. When you get in touch with these people and you you order seven copies, mm. do you get a discount? I uh, know. And then, how much did each copy cost you? Well, so you, this is James. This is an interesting point um, because whenever I buy these copies of these records from the labels or the artists. Yeah. I think when I sell them in the shop, we lose money on each copy. Yeah. Because of postage or? Yeah. Well, yeah, because of, you know, um, yeah, postage and packaging and the fact that I don't think it's, I don't think it's fair to put them out at too high a price. So I think, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's only a few pounds loss on each record. But you should phone, you should get in touch with the people and say, if I buy seven of these, can you give me them for... A pound off, so I can uh, no, add a pound. Just, I know this sounds really silly, but you, uh, you, if you buy them from a, like a small label somewhere to support them, I think it's if you ask for a discount. I mean, they're, they're not making much money off them, so you may as well not ask for the discount. Sell the records, and you accept that you've you've spent a bit more money on something than you should have, and it's it's okay. Yeah, no, that sounds okay. That's very good. That's very decent of you, Stephen. Is that? Do you think that? You know, when you die, <laughs> and there's there's going to be the thing that weighs up how much good you've done and how much bad you've done. Yeah. And if you've done more good than bad, you're going to get into heaven. Mm. And if you've done more bad than good, you're going to go to hell. Do you think you doing that is going to atone for using a George Bernard Shaw quote on your beer? <laughs> Um, oh, that's a good question. No, I don't. I'm I'm actually really fortunate that I don't believe in the afterlife. So as a result, it's a funny one. As a result, it's I'm a not funny one. The afterlife. Like Do you believe in the? Oh no, I, I don't want to go there. I was I was going to say I was going to talk about the royal family, but we shouldn't really yeah, because I know I, I know what your opinion is really, so I won't discuss it. Um. I'm going to play a song by uh, Pete Namluk now. Do you know Pete Namluk? No. Does he work at the co-op? Uh, I don't think he does now because he's dead. <laughs> um, there, there's a chance he worked uh, in convenience stores when he was alive. There was definitely a chance. He right. The key um, store, maybe. But except he was, uh, he was based somewhere in Germany, I think. Oh, okay. Um... And he ran a very famous record label that the name of which I can't remember. That you're going to Google whilst I'm talking. Yeah. And he released countless um, albums, uh, a lot of sort of ambient stuff, but also just weird, very progressive electronic music. And this one I'm playing is is it's one of my favourite bits of music. It's called Intruder Number Nine. And I remember playing this out on a radio station once when I was I was in for a guest I was in as a guest DJ once. This was maybe twenty years ago. And I played this and afterwards the head of the head of <laughs> actually it wasn't afterwards, it was during the song. He phoned me up and said, James, what is this you're playing? And I said, It's Pete Namluk and he said, James, you'd have to be on drugs to like that music. <laughs> So if anyone's listening and you're on drugs, this one's for you. This is Pete Namluk.
Yeah, it was pretty. Um, uh, yeah, I would say that was intense, intense drug music. Intense was it, drug was music. it a label called Facts or a label called Facts? Am- that's Ambient right. World? Yeah, Facts. Facts. Okay. Yeah, but it's one of those labels that people go mad about and, and collect, obsess about, you know. Mm-hmm. And I can, in fact, I can see the look in your eyes that you're looking at this label now and you're thinking, I need everything on that label, aren't you? Um, I was actually, the fact that he went to uh, go to university, um, I thought, oh, okay, didn't know there was a university named after him. No, I didn't know either. But I've got some uh, good albums by him, stuff with Bill Laswell and mm-hmm. and uh, other such stuff. He was a real pioneer of um, releasing a ton of music. But in the in the same way, like band like the Boredoms, that people really get into it and they just buy everything mm. he does, um, everything they do. Pete Namluk um, had that kind of support, you know, that that kind of following, as did his label. Okay, um, should, I've got. Well, I've got one more song to play. Yeah, one more song. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going to play the first song from the next album that's coming out on Triassic Tusk Records. And now, have you got this record up for sale yet, Stephen? No, but I'm going to do put the pre-order on sale on Friday this week. Great. Okay. So so that'll be in a day or two people whenever this comes out. Yeah. Um and this is this first song is it's the first song on the album or side A track 1 and it's called Keep Standing Up. Um and uh I see Islands is, is a guy called um Seamus who lives in town We played now. We we played one of his songs last week. Yeah, we played one that you that you'd left off the album. It's not an sort album, of an electronic thing. Yeah, but this is this is um, on the, the album. album proper. Yeah, I was going to tell you more about him, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to. Well, there'll I'll, be I'll future tell you more about him another time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you see what I was doing? I was doing like a kind of teaser. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> People will. They'll be like, I can't believe that Stephen's teasing us. I'm furious. I'm really angry about that. That's what we say. They're going to be saying. Bruised by fall 
So this guy, he reminds me of uh, Pictish Trail. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of King Creosote. Uh He's got that similar kind of voice. Has he released stuff before this? Yeah, he's done uh, not not as Icy Islands, no. But he's he's been involved in music, and his family are all involved in music. Right. So uh, has in the past. Can you name one of his previous projects? Was he in a band that we may have heard of? Yeah, he uh, he was. No, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head though. Okay. Well, maybe at the next episode. Yeah. When I'm not teasing. You can have that. When you're not teasing us all. <laughs> well, I think we're at the end of the episode, Stephen. Stephen speechless. S- yeah. What's he doing? Yeah, we're definitely at the end of the episode. Stephen's <laughs> Stephen's conked out. Um, thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, thank you especially for the people who um, contribute towards uh, the forty-six thirty running costs. That's uh, greatly appreciated. And uh, hello to my brother if you're listening. Uh, and anything to say, Stephen? Any parish notices? Um. I had some some other bit of good news that I was going to tell you about. No, don't no. tell them. No, you know when like I know nobody listens to the end, but at the end is when I've I've had too much wine, and so yeah, I can't. Yeah. And my memory's gone. Okay. Oh well, that's good. That's the that's pretty much the story of our lives, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> at the end, son, you'll have had too much wine. <laughs> And your memory will have gone. <laughs> oh, is that right, Dada? That sounds great. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. I can't wait. <laughs> All right, bye, everyone. Thank you. See you later.
Good job, Alex. 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 Good job,